Hello, everyone. It's Friday night. It's seven o'clock and it's time for the weekender once more. We have another packed show filled with all the gaming goodness from across the industry that's caught our eye over the last seven days. On top of that, we also have a prize from store.ontabletop.com. If you want to be in with a chance to win the Age of Sigmar Flesh Eater Court Army set, then you need to go over to On Tabletop, pop a comment below the video there, and be lucky. Are you lucky? Let's find out. Otherwise, sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello everyone and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined this week by Ben, Brother Lloyd and Tiny Little Shay. He's so young. <laughs> Hello. So young. I'm wearing pants older than Shay. Anyway, we're here <laughs> to bring you all the gaming goodness from the last seven days because we know you love it. You love it. Just like you love me. And uh, we're going to kick things off a little bit differently. We've been talking about Dungeon Ilia. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought we'd uh, extol the virtues of people doing the old Dungeonelia maneuver. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you may or may not be aware of Dungeonelia. Mm-hmm. If you're not aware, I'm assuming this is your first time here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Pleased to meet your acquaintance. Uh, we are midway through uh, our campaign to get people to create epic dungeons and adventures mm-hmm. uh, where you two can win big money prizes oh yes like I, w- I, w- I wouldn't say we're midway through we're kind of still mostly at the start pretty much it just go all the way to march so yeah, it goes to yeah. the first of march oh, first of march i suppose yeah so you know we're midway through we're we're i think there's eight weeks left and we've done eight weeks oh i've i've used quick math <laughs> um but if you have not been over to the on tabletop site before uh, and you want to get involved there's a little rundown of how you can do so mm-hmm. by the virtue of uh, creating a free account and then going to the project system and just getting stuck in uh, you can do anything you want a dungeon adjacent uh, and there is the possibility to lay your hands on a massive prize of a huge laser cutter which will allow you to create bigger dungeons and better dungeons exactly. in the future yeah. and also cheap laser eye surgery for your family and friends <laughs> if you don't charge if you don't charge people 50 quid a time don't do that then it'll cover the cost of your materials for whenever you're looking to make your own dungeon don't uh, do that represent the 100 uh, percent do that <laughs> don't do that uh, but uh, i don't see any warning saying you're not to do it and i imagine there'd be big branding all around it going don't do that that's what that boost for is basically saying don't do that. Uh, don't use <laughs> yeah, the so we're so we're looking at the categories here. Go back up mm. two seconds, go back up. So that's our first category there. That's mm-hmm. for building what epic dungeons. 3D dungeons, yeah. Yeah. So if you're building stuff with MDF or you're building stuff out of resin or plastic or whatever, things Ooh. you've got laying around the house. That is your category there. So like you a wumble. Yeah, if you're one of those foam builders, you should get stuck right into oh, this. Yeah, you'd, yeah. Definitely. You'd clean up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 
I see is I see is all in your Facebook sticking foam together like this new tomorrow. Everybody <laughs> loves foam. Yeah. I, I don't know why it's taking people so long to get back in involved with foam. People got distracted by 3D printing, but that's a fly by night fad. It'll be gone soon. <laughs> we'll all be back on the foam front. Uh your dungeon architects, mm-hmm. that is just for the designings. So yeah. doodling two, and designing and everything else. 2D. Um, you can be as comprehensive as you want. You could just do your design, illustrate it, move on with your life. You could lay in your traps and places of interest for people to go and explore. Or you just build your dungeon in two dimensions and you'll fall in that category as well. Exactly. Yeah. Easily done. So Files, if you draw if you draw out a big massive dungeon on paper, mm-hmm. you'd fall into that. Even if you're using some three uh some not three D software, some planning software, you'd fall into the two D dungeon category. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very much I, so. And a dungeon master, mm-hmm. master of puppets, pulling yes, your strings. This is if you're designing stories and adventures, if you're going to be writing out encounters for people to dive into, this is the kind of category that you want to dive in, dive in and have some fun with. So maybe if you're running a campaign at the moment, like I am, and you want to sort of use that as a starting point for a project, so you can kind of bookkeep everything. That's a good way of doing things. Or if you just want to get some feedback on a particular adventure, that's another good way of playing around with stuff as well. I just noticed this guy here who appears to be blowing out his cheeks and looking off into the middle distance as if to say, what has that guy over there just done? It's the, <laughs> we're stealthing in and then he's gone, oh, I'm going to unleash my flaming greased vampire pig. And he's just gone. <laughs> I cast fireball. Yes. Bloody, bo- <laughs> bloody bards. Bards and wizards. Um, we have our dungeon heroes. Mm-hmm. If you want to put together an adventuring party. Be that classical fantasy types mm-hmm. or something more esoteric. Yeah. Get, get your Call of Cthulhu adventurers into that dungeon and exactly. watch them all be murdered horribly by a blasphemous beast with more limbs than eyes. And they've got more eyes than more people have ribs. That's just <laughs> I'd say I would say this is the easiest category to get involved with. Everybody's oh, yeah. got dungeon heroes and stuff they haven't painted yet sitting in boxes. I have a bag of them in my drawer. Like, Z point proven. <laughs> <laughs> and as we go on here, you'll see every category has an awesome prize to go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loads of different things from lots of different uh, companies, which have all been very nicely uh, added into the mix for this. Loads and loads of plastic and resin and everything else between for people to dive in and pick up, which is always cool. And all the bits and pieces to actually start playing adventures as well with mm-hmm. the stuff from Loke and everything else there. So, yeah. Paint some heroes, paint some monsters. You've probably got a couple of monsters lying around that you've maybe been using for war games that could also be fitted into something dungeon-based. or Maybe some sci-fi aliens as well. We're not limiting it by no. genre. So, yeah. Remember, humanity is the greatest monster of all. So, <laughs> Maybe you want to make a, a group of heroes who are monsters going up against the, the evil humans. That the, are the, League of Infamy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, all the evil... Evil. Nice. Yeah, and, and you know why they're all called evil? It's because those terrible racist elves uh, have won the propaganda <laughs> war. And that's why they have to go in and steal all their stuff. That's a hell of a load of stuff there. From really Fat Dragon and, um, there, there's games. more that doesn't even fit into that picture. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking stuff. And our tiniest and tiniest, the Otter Pops, Dungeon Younglings. If yep. you've got kids, what what age is it capped at? 14? Yeah. 14, yeah. 14 or below YouTube. This is the one I'm going for because yeah, my missus says I identify as four. So I'm going to enter this one. <laughs> Makes sense. She's like, you're a giant four year old. And I was like, 
Dungeon Nile for me then. <laughs> the Youngling category. Perfect. Uh, like a, I, could, I could win myself a super box of Hero Quest. Yeah. Mm, the best think. dungeon game. I don't care what anyone says. The best <laughs> dungeon game. <laughs> oh, just uh, nope. No one get involved in that quest. Uh, but yeah, it's simple enough and interesting enough, especially for kids. Mm-hmm. And it smells great when you open it. That, the new box smell is one of the mm. best things, of course. <laughs> I'm not so sure about the new one. I haven't smelt the new one, but the old oh. one, the old one smelled amazing. You missed out on that, Shay, because you're too young. Far too young. Far, far too I, young. I hear a That's lot. a smell older than you. Mm. <laughs> that, that is very much a smell older than Shay. Um, but yeah, there, there's a bunch of stuff you can win throughout all the categories. And I mean, depending on what goes into your project, you may find that you're actually thrown into multiple categories as well, yeah. which is Easily. always good. And, you know, if you've got kids kicking around, hook them while they're young, mm-hmm. like smoking. Yeah. So just to recap, you come on over to On Tabletop, get a free account, make a project for free, whack in your dungeon stuff into the project system. It's a bit like a Facebooky sort of thing where you log what you're doing. Mm, yeah. Uh, if, you're, if you're creating a category, pick the little drop down. There's a little drop down that allows you to then say, oh, it's part of this competition. And then we we'll can see you and we yeah. can see your work and everyone can see your work. And Everybody if we're amazed, yeah. you might win. <laughs> Look at this. Speaking of amaze, mm-hmm. here's one of the entries currently yeah. by the medium of Hutch. Who always does amazing stuff. So. <laughs> no, no child for scale this time, so we can't really tell exactly how big it is. No, this could be one-to-one. We never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, tr- that's true. Where do you get a little very, very boxes small. from? That's cool. Uh, they're all laser cut. Yeah. We're using one of those laser eye uh, things. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but this is a, a, a really good example of uh, what sort of things you can throw in there so you can go hog with the images explaining what's going on um you can put in big blocks of text this actually started off as a uh victorian sci-fi idea um and then i wouldn't say got out of hand but um went in a different direction oh this Uh, is more of egyptian looking thing is it yeah he said that as well uh you're both wrong um because as anybody knows those are lamassu which are not Uh, from egypt they're from asia minor yeah yeah, that 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 elk, but not yeah. just not just restricted there. So yeah, Lamassoon Sphinx, both got wings, not the same thing. You too can learn in Dungeon Alien. Yeah. So. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Look, a swingy wall. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Se- right, secret door. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this one shows up some absolutely corking stuff because uh, it's all based off the idea of uh, recreating a game that he really enjoys playing from Ravensburger oh, called cool. Labyrinth. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So. All of these various boxes that have been put together come via the medium oh. of this little... All that's missing is a mummy, by the way. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> saying in black and white, just creeping through the corridors. Um, but yeah, the idea was, let's do this, but bigger. But on a bigger scale. Yeah. Uh, and you two can have a shifting labyrinth. That means that it's you know it, things move around and... Scroll back up. Yes. Keep talking while you scroll. Okay, then. So yeah, the... Uh, Labyrinth board allows you to keep shifting bits and pieces around, uh, which means you can either have Stop. it as. Are those lids to keep it hidden? What is it like yeah. a hidden reveal that you can 
adventure through the dungeon and reveal it as you go and not know what yeah. you're going to see. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. But, that's why the little holes are in the top to hook it but, out and everything. Yeah. Because the, uh, yeah. the setup, I think it's a five by five in the end, although it may not be finished yet. Um, because you can, everything fits everything. Uh, some corridors may find the end a dead end. Some corridors may only be accessible by those little hidden passages and stuff that we've seen earlier. Uh, but it means every time that you go dungeon exploring, you don't know what you're going to be seeing until uh, until you actually go through that door. Oh, cool! And that's when you walk. That's when you run through the door, being chased by the mummy, to discover that it <laughs> ends in a dead end. And uh, dead being the operative word. So yeah, the uh, the work that uh, that Hutch has been putting in on this is absolutely corking. And look, foam. See, get the All behind the me three D print. Mm. Oh, that's actual blue foam. Yeah, it's blue foam. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought he highlighted all that blue in Photoshop for some sort of illustration. No, no, <laughs> no. There's a there's a gorgeous picture. Just see, so maybe go back up. I'm gonna have to go back down again. Uh, oh, look at that! Of the foam being oh, yeah. the foam being dealt with. But my own personal favorite is, and the boxes are there obviously to square everything off and to add the magnets so that it's rigid when you're playing with it. Um, wow. But it's it's when he has the stack of blue. There you go. Oh, I wish I had that much XPS. <laughs> I wish I had any XPS. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some. You can't have any. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, even though um, he's decided not to go with the original idea of the the Victorian sci-fi on Mars, the history that he set up in advance is it's just great. Well. And that's all. There's a little mini battle report in there as well um, where Hatch explains why they were running into that Martian mine. And then it went, oh, let's do it slightly differently. Very uh, nice. Apropos of nothing at all. But that is just one, just one of our projects. Yeah. We can you, see even more of them as well. They're to. all sort of highlighted on the front page of On Tabletop. So if yeah. you want to go and check those out, see what other people are doing, maybe get some ideas for your own projects. Gain some inspiration, steal yeah. some ideas, steal somebody's idea, do it better, win the prize, then uh, dance around them, flicking metaphorical Vs. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good in the head. Right. Anyway, enough dungeoneering. Um, it's time to take a look at our indie of the week. And this week, we're going a bit acid house. Acid. It's all gone a bit. I was going to say 70s, but technically, technically 80s for acid house. <laughs> technically. Um, now, I think the best way to illustrate this is for me to show you it in the studio. It's over to me. Hello. It's exciting, me being in here as well as being out there at home. Strange, isn't it? I know. I'm very strange. However, I've got a whole table full of strange to show you. Uh, I've got a six by four from Acid House Terrain. This is their portable fantasy table. And as you can see, it fills a table. But it also fits inside this teeny tiny little box. Uh, so, fascinating stuff. The fantasy setup that we have here shows most of what you get in the box. We'll come back to a couple of things that we haven't shown here at the end. Uh, but the idea behind it is you can make a 6x4 or a 3x3 or a 4x4, whatever you want to do. And you've got a couple of different options within the set itself. So you can have your rural outside type with your uh, fir trees and your delightful little cottages 
with a variety of blue slate and red clay tiles, which is always nice. Uh, you've got your castle walls, your fortifications, um, and also some buildings for the internals as well. So the towers, the wall sections are accompanied also by ruined versions of same. Uh, so we've got three ruined walls and a ruined tower section here as well. And all of the stuff is very simple to build. It's generally two pieces. So you have a internal structure. I want to pop that out. You just have to fold across the lines, fold on the lines again, and pop one inside the other. And your pop-up building is ready for the tabletop. He said, not being able to fold that back into the corner correctly, because I'm cack-handed and my glasses don't let me. There we go. Anyway, so you can see here we have some ruined temples. We have things like my little stair setup that comes onto this elevated section. So you could just have that for executions, weddings and funerals. Um, I do like the big ruined temple section on it though. It's a really nice design. As you can see, everything is made from a satin finished card, which means it's both cleanable if you happen to spill things, but also dry wipeable if you want to draw things on with a overhead projector pen, like some of the kids do these days. Um, it gives you a lot of height variations as well. You can see there are little uh, wooden ladders that you can drop in or little wooden bridges as well that allow you to extend where you play from. So you don't have to start off on the ground floor. You can work your way up or you can run across the ladder on the top. Uh, some of the other little features that came in this set, we'll start with this, which is possibly the smallest piece, but one of my favorites. It's a little tiny water fountain for kids to drink at. However, it also has, in a town monument style, what appears to be the Kickstarter backers up the, uh, the two sides. So we have them there and we have more of them there. And I think that's a beautiful feature for nothing at all, apropos of nothing. Um, with our cottages, as you can see, they have a, a decent footprint on them, and most of them have got a roughly 25 mil sort of grid on things like the flagstones. These, he said, can be popped off so you can play inside them. And again, the interiors are all detailed, so there are accesses to the basement. There's even a fireplace in the corner, all held on via the medium of folds like a origami ninja. I'm not going to do that. I'll do this though. So there are a couple of other things, like I said, we haven't seen here. Uh, if I grab the barracks and take my little ladder away so people can't get up on the roof, there are actually several additional floor sections for various buildings, including the barracks. So if you want, you can actually go ahead and set up the buildings from the uh, the compound. Oh, I'm going to make a hames of that one as well, I think. 
you get the idea. You can set up the buildings from inside our fortification there to also have floor levels that will allow you to play in them as well without having to hop in, hop out. Obviously, crease your, your cardboard a bit better. Um, the last thing is this lovely internal board section for the, well, we're using it for our city streets. This also comes in the set and that is half of it because the other half is with me here. And as you can see, it's actually double-sided. So you can have it set up as a verdant outside. Again, that satin finish, so nice level of detail on it. And then your grids are actually all indexed on there. So if you happen to be using this for RPGs, make my tongue blacken and fall out of my head, uh, you've got your grid on there. Uh, or if you just want to play in your city, then you've got that as well. And they come with little connectors. Now there are a set way for these city grids to line up so that you actually get the internals to match. So for example, that one would not be a good way to do it where you have cobbles appearing in a house or a house appearing in the middle of a street. I'm not sure which. Uh, so, but there is enough of those to give you a four by four. Um, and this is the, like I say, the, the fantasy gaming set. However, this is um, the four by four version. There's another version which comes in with more of same um, in fact, if I spin that, John, you might be able to see we've got this. However, if you want to fill a six by four, they suggest this one. But as you can see, we've actually filled a six by four already with a very decent amount of terrain on there, um, be it forests, temples, ruins, or fortress walls. So, it's a little glimpse into the world of pop-up terrain and, uh, I suppose, origami scenery. Uh, back over to me on the weekender. There we go. <laughs> Thank you very much, me. <laughs> so I do keep referring to it as pop-up terrain. Technically, it's not pop-up terrain. Um, technically, it's just quick build, I suppose. Quick build. I like that. Quick yeah. build. Um, but the, the fantasy setup that you see there is is one of the most recent they have two other ranges, um, so we'll have a wee nosy through the other bits and pieces. Mm. But it shows just how quickly you can um, get a really effective-looking table down. Oh, I love and, this stuff. Yeah. And, and the fact yeah. that it all condenses back into that box. Now, uh, myself and Shay put the fantasy board together in uh, 20 minutes. Maybe oh, less, less, less than, than that. Ten, fifteen. There, 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 there was a lot of us going, "What part goes with this?" Because it was yeah. the first time we'd done it. Uh, but then it can be collapsed back into the big box afterwards, uh, right. and that was collapsed back in in just under ten minutes. So having a six by four that you can stick in a box and slide under your bed is great, and it looks really effective. Um, but like I say, there is other stuff available. This is their upcoming. Uh, cyberpunk one. Ooh. We've been looking at a bit of cyberpunk recently with the likes of Code Blade. Um, and the nice thing about the Acid House terrain is it has the really nice texturing on it. So you're not just left going, I've got a really nice set of terrain that I've got to 
paint and then store. You can go, well, I've got a really nice set of terrain that I can now just slam down on the table uh, and then move on with my life. And when I'm finished, put it all away again. And I think that the cyberpunk, the evocative colors of everything, it really, it's it's full on. It's what I expect to see with the sort of neon noir of a yes. cyberpunk backdrop, whether you're playing, in this case, there's some House Escher gangers mm-hmm. from the proper version of that commander. Um, or, you know, Hint or Code Blade or whatever else you want Infinity, to play out there. Infinity. Yeah, well, well, very good for Infinity. Um, but just having the ability to put down not just a, a quick range of terrain, but terrain that has got um, height, depth, uh, the walkways and the like, so you can run between levels. Uh, it's it's not just a flat board that you're playing on um, and has some really, I mean, gorgeous looking bits and pieces on it. There's the metro yeah. going down, down, deeper and down. It creates some really nice illusions, which I think is good because mm. you get the, the sense of depth in the artwork there. So even though it's not interactive in that sense, yeah. I think there's enough presented there to make it feel like you're actually in, in something a lot more detailed than it actually is, if you know what I mean. I think yeah. it's really cool. So, yeah. And the fact that the uh, the stuff is square mm-hmm. um, means that you've got a lot of modularity when it comes to yeah. stacking bits and pieces here, there, and everywhere, whether it's a rune temple on top of a, a little elevated area or uh, smaller little cubes on top of bigger buildings so that you can get your sniper positions or uh, get ready to jump down on top of somebody's head like in Judge Dredd, <laughs> which is always good. And I like the fact that they add the incidental pieces in. So you've got like your Bits of barricades and, and stuff, yeah. barriers with the um, with the fantasy one. There's all those little tree sections that you can just mm-hmm. kind of fold whatever way you want uh, just to start yeah. breaking up line of sight, mm-hmm. which is always neat. And anything that makes tabletop building of terrain easier, but also... Stimmer looking nice at the same time i think is just a big plus um mm. like stuff like what we're seeing here from acid house and the stuff mm. that um like battle systems create and all that kind of thing i think it's just all good <laughs> yeah uh, so, but, right. but yeah the, depending on the game you play as well uh obviously we looked at the technically it was a four by four fantasy right. board we looked at even though we filled a six by four with it um the only real thing that limited that was if you don't have a mass, uh, it includes enough board sections to do a four by four in the box. Oh, okay, and but they do other uh, size boxes. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're constantly playing a game that only plays out on a two by two or two by three or whatever it is, there's there's smaller entry points. You don't have to pick up everything. Right. Um, yeah. Although I I do really like the the whole aesthetic as a. Uh, thing anyway i really like the uh the names on some of the buildings as well there's one that says scott brown and i can't work out if that's a back to the future reference um you know it says scott brown if it's in japanese or chinese oh no no it said it said scott brown in in english that's how i knew because <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i don't i don't read any of the now, japanese languages a secret that he actually <laughs> no he none of those but as you can see, these are currently up for pre-order, but there's a very nice for what's that, sixty euro. You can get a two by two and a half mm-hmm. um set. And whenever they sell them, it's the same uh 
form factors within them, but the amount you get, as they call it, volume. So a 4x4 is 100%. A 6x4 would be 150% of the right. bits and pieces within there. Uh, so you may find that you get less of some buildings uh, and more of others, depending on whether you're going up or down. I want to find the Great Scott picture again, because it's like, <laughs> it's a big green, you can't miss it really. And obviously Doc Brown uh, says Great Scott all the time. Great Scott. No, I'm not, I'm not going to find <laughs> it. I'm going to have to give it up as a bad job. It's going to annoy me though. It will annoy me. Oh man. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. Um, so that's the cyberpunk, uh, but yep. there's also sci-fi. Uh, where's our sci-fi live? I reckon it's the first one. Oh no, damn. I have. I went too far. I hit the past. <laughs> but again, for Infinity, for um, 40K, Dead Anything Zone, Firefight, whatever things, you yeah. want, really, uh, you've got the, the whole Ken Caboodle in here with a very sort of industrial. Mm -hmm. um, well, there's the sci-fi one and the cyberpunk one, you could just mix and match in together. Well, yeah. 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 Yeah, so you, you could go from your industrial heartland into your uh, downtown neon city center. Hmm. Look, people from a game I don't recognize. That's a shame. It's, they it's, were very, mechanic, it? it's very similar to sort of the Infinity Train that yep, they were doing in their box sets. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. true. Yeah. But the, the, you get in the code one boxes and things. Yeah. 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 But these have the added benefit of folding down, folding up very quickly and having a nice rigid structure to them. Uh, and as you can see there, it's it's a hefty thing. I believe really a long is. time ago, myself and Justin did a time-lapse video showing us setting up a board's worth of this. Quite possibly. <laughs> I, I have recollection of it. I remember it. <laughs> I remember me going, it would be great if we set up a camera and did a time-lapse of us setting this up. Q20 minutes of us trying to work out how to assemble a box. He's <laughs> <laughs> going, it's only two parts. One part fits inside the other part. This is not difficult. It was for us. You know what this <laughs> might be useful for, and we'll probably talk about it later in the show. It might be useful for Mantic's new Halo game. Oh. Mm. Depend, yeah. on, depend on how it plays, which we'll get into when we get there. Yeah. But yeah, so sci-fi, fantasy, and cyberpunk. Um if you're not sitting with a ton of room and not everybody has a huge house where they can store loads of stuff or a shed worth of, of, of room. I don't have the, either of those things. The fact that these, the fact that these, uh, give you really nice tables worth of terrain, but yeah. then go back down into a box about the size of a, a board game, sort of one of oh, the wow, big okay. chunky board games these days. You go back on a Calax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it may be, it may be a bit deep for the Calax. I bet this stuff smells great too. Oh yeah, it's got the lovely card smell. <laughs> oh. Card and print mixed together. Yeah, I, oh. I, I have to find one thing for. That's the uh, true acid. <laughs> find one thing. Look, I just like to point out all oh. of the fantasy miniatures are on proper twenty mil square bases, like God intended. Glorious. Oh, just saying. And at one point, there's a white lion fighting a wraith and some skellies in the room, and he's going to get munched. Oh, he I made, like a castle. The mm. Castle, castle, which we had out there was the. Um, it comes in two flavors: regular and absolutely told Ooh. by medium of uh, exploded yeah. things. So, I like these, the woods as well. I think the woods look great. Yeah, nice do here? these guys have any dungeonies looking stuff? Oh, let's see. Then you could take these rooms and build a dungeon out of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
look, he is so dead. He'll take out the three skeletons, but he does not have a magic weapon, so he uh, can't hurt that. Yeah. That will just do him up like a kipper. I see death touching your future, mate. And your, <laughs> and your friends, friends on the horses are galloping away. Mm-hmm. That's where that's happening. So, so yeah. Run away. Uh, yep. Yeah, the, uh, the range is really nice, and I like how they've incorporated the internal flooring so you can play inside the fantasy buildings, which That's is something really the good, sci-fi yeah. ones didn't. Mm-hmm. And I imagine they've probably brought that across to the cyberpunk as mm. well. Um, do, um, because that's a, a more recent addition. Yeah. Do the is it the Wofon people that do the 2D standee or armies? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do they do any fantasy stuff? Yes. Ah, then you could go totally two-dimensional then. Yes. You could do. <laughs> you 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 two could be well. Technically, they do have width. You could so be in flatland. It's, it's not like flatland. <laughs> I was about to say oh. that flatish <laughs> land. Flatish land. <laughs> oh, we're all going to Google philosophers. Who was it? <laughs> Abbott wasn't he the philosopher who postulated flatland? Comment below. Win a prize if you know. He was on acid, you know. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine he wasn't. <laughs> right. That is acid house terrain. Um, like I say. Really nice if you're looking to fill a table very quickly uh, and not have to worry about storing it forever in a day because you can just slide onto your bed, fill your boots. Right, I think it's time for some news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the News. (laughs) Okay, we're back for the news. We're only... A week into January, and already there's been some massive news. Massive from three four three Industries, I believe, and Mantique. Yeah, so this one sort of came out of the blue. I don't think anyone saw this one coming. No. Uh, Mantic Games have expanded their licensing side of things, and they are working, as you say, with three four three Industries, who are the folks that now develop and design Halo, the Halo games. The what do you mean now? They've been doing it for years. Yeah, yes, come on, they, to... they've been making Halo crap for years. It used to be Bungie <laughs> as well, obviously. Um, but yes, three four three and. Um, and uh, Mantic are going to be working together uh, on a new Halo miniatures game. Uh, the details Ooh. are scant at the moment, but... Details? Have... Details? There's that one image as far as I can tell. <laughs> oh, well, there's an image and there was a press release yeah, that yeah. went with it with words. Nah, I mean, nobody reads any words. I just look at the pictures. Exactly. Oh, pretty great. pictures. Uh, in that case, while he's telling us about this, I'll scroll through some pretty pictures. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the idea is that they're going to be doing a straight-to-retail game in September, so no Kickstarters or <gasps> on this one, which is kind of cool. Um, it's going to be it has to be that way, though, because of the licensing. Yes. They would never license anything to go to Kickstarter. Well, talk to Simo. Uh, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather um, not. Uh, this is going to be a 40 mil scale game where you're going to be playing as Spartans. And the idea is that it's focused around the multiplayer side of the Halo. How do you games. know that? Is that actually in the press really? Yes, that it yes. says in the thing that I read. In, in the word bit. <laughs> where is the word bit? Do we have the word bit? It's in my article. <laughs> there. There we go. So the idea from what Ronnie and everyone has been talking about is that they're going to be diving into, as I say, a multiplayer-styled game where you'll be taking on the role of teams of Spartans, fighting it out to kind of mirror the multiplayer games that we would have played on consoles and PC and stuff like that. Um, 
I assume that means we're going to get lots of fun little game modes and things. So we'll do things like, you know, you know, your free for all death matches, your oddballs, your king of the hill, all that kind of stuff. It'd be interesting to see what they do with the miniatures, how customizable they'll be. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. be sort of, maybe they'll be their classic one piece plastics. I'd imagine that might be the route they'll go down, like they've done in the past, but we for shall the board see. Board gaming type people. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. hadn't even thought about the possibility of multi part, mm. but the fact that they're going to go for, um, a 40 mil multiplayer deathmatch or MOBA, whatever it is they call, whatever you kids call these things. <laughs> All of a sudden, now I'm thinking actually yeah. uh, a hard plastic sprue with multi part components on it. But so then you, but the then, weapons, change the yeah. armor. But then at that point, you alienate board gamers who are yes. the worst people. <laughs> don't know how to use polystyrene cement and uh, cutters. Yeah. Um, it feels weird, a Halo game, and it's all about the multiplayer. You think? Yeah. yeah, it does. It feels like everything's getting fortnighted to death and everything has to be multiplayer. Because like in the video games industry at the minute, if something doesn't have the most massive multiplayer ever, everyone says, oh, it's a failure. No, yeah. it's not. Look at that game there. Nobody's playing it. It's because it's a campaign game and everybody's finished the campaign. That's why nobody's playing it. They've had their fun and it's done. <laughs> I mean, I'll definitely give it a whirl. You think oh, it's going to be based on like dead zone type rules? Well, the interesting, like Ronnie talks about the idea of like moving between cover and yeah. sort of that kind of thing. Maybe they'll use some of the stuff from Dead Zone, kind of like that cube style me- mentality to how the board's set up and things, taking some of those mechanics, as you say, and, and sort of playing around with that. I mean, uh, as, as far as an easy access point for non board game or tabletop game people go to introduce them, the fact that Dead Zone doesn't require measuring and fiddly. You know, it's very black and white. There's no, oh, is he in cover? Is he not? Or I can see the tippers, but it's just like, can you see all of the model? Yeah. But sure, that's like that. If, if, oh, yeah, forget it. Don't put it on the grid system. There needs to be loads of in, uh, in, ambiguity. What the heck? Ambiguity. Why can I not say this word? I've not. Ambiguity as to whether you're in cover (laughs) or not, because that would best replicate the video game at the minute. You know, I'm behind a wall. I got shot. Flipping decent. <laughs> there has to be. There has to be a decent card. In <laughs> and you play the decent card. I gotcha. Oh, behind a wall. Decent card. <laughs> play the play the interrupt where it's just the mm-hmm. trash talking in the, uh, the lobby before the game. Yeah, because yeah. Halo yeah. Infinite has just been eating up my video gaming time for like the last two years. I was in a clan for a little while there, boys, in a Halo clan. Oh, for about six, seven, maybe nine months. Wow. wow! But it, but it recently imploded because they were giving wow. us too much too much homework to do. You had to go to training three times a week. That what? was six. That was nine hours of training a week. And I was like, nobody can hack this. And then you had to have a monthly report where you sat down with your leader and he would go over your strategies and what you wanted to develop for the next month and the lo- games that you'd logged and your 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 scores and stuff like this. That was such a pain in the arse. It, this sounds like people who really want to be being paid a million pounds for playing esports and weren't uh, at that exactly. level. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But and then and then you and then you'd finish your game and then the commander would come in and tell you how shite you'd done for the whole match. It's like <gasps> sounds like too much work to be fun. at least I can go and have fun playing Halo 9 with miniatures true. and get yeah, away yeah. from people. People are horrible. Well <laughs> this this seems like the prime game for you then like when I saw this pop up, I immediately did think, oh, Lloyd might want to have a pop of this. Yeah. You are quite a, quite a Halo fan. The you played it as well, thing. Shay, as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like Halo, yeah. yeah. Big Ooh. fan of Halo. Back in the day. He's, he's ran off. He's gone. 
Well, he's, well, he's, interestingly, he's talking about this the, fun. talking about the idea of back <laughs> what in the did day, he just throw? <laughs> that's actually quite an interesting point because obviously that I imagine they're going to theme this around Infinite and the new. Uh, just watch out for some falling samurai. <laughs> and imagine they're going to base this around Infinite and the new game. But I, it would be interesting to see if they go back in the past, do some stuff around Reach, maybe bring in the elites. Yes. I'd love to see the elites yes. as another playable character. That could be cool. The so, best yeah. thing about this is. No more of this spaceship stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a prize relic you have just thrown get, on the floor. Get to the, get to the core of the game. I do like that. Because I remember when... Hold on, I'll pick this up again. Fleet battles. I remember when these guys was making this game. Right? Spartan, yeah, yeah, yeah. They came over. They'd done, the, they'd done the, the this game. It was interesting enough. It was fun enough. But, you know, it missed the core thing of Halo, which is having a Spartan run around kicking ass. Mm-hmm. You had a Spartan in this, but I think he was just like a chit that you moved about or something. Can't mm-hmm. remember exactly. I think he just got into a spaceship. And you're just like, nah, that's not the way to go. I think we have images <laughs> of the spaceship there's, game. There's there's three Spartans there. Oh, we haven't run, got to that though. Run about the floor. Bring up the spaceship your, game. Your mistake was going into space. Never go into space. <laughs> there you go. There's the spaceship game. Nice minis though. Yeah, they were. Very what they did make was nice, but I think they missed the core of it. So then when they moved over to the 15 mil stuff, that Jerry just flashed in our face. Mm. Flash it again, there, Jerry. Oh, I mean, I'm not on the I'm on the ships now. Ah, well, we've done the ships that'd be, now. That'd be perfect for a billion sons. <laughs> well, that's why I had the box. Then they moved on to this 15 mil stuff, which was exciting enough. But then they came over to the studio and they brought over these massive versions of the minis, like big three ups. The I think they were even ups, bigger yeah. than three ups. And we all looked at the time and went, "That's what you should be doing. You should be doing <laughs> these big minis and doing like a skirmish game, not this mass battle game, yeah. because." Halo is a it's a it's a skirmish after skirmish after skirmish after skirmish. If you play the video game, it, it, it's one or two it, heroes running yeah. through hundreds of chaff punching it's out o- in the face. It's only this if you play Halo Wars. Yeah, yes, one or two. So it's, at it's the time we were looking at going, I think we think you're missing the trick of Halo and what people recognize as Halo. And mm-hmm. so what Mantic are doing here feels like the first step if it is based on the multiplayer i can then see them expanding it out into campaign missions once they start releasing let's say they only do spartans to begin with and then after that then they start releasing covenant and then after that they start releasing brutes and then forerunners and stuff like this and then actually introducing campaign missions that you and your spartan team go and kick ass in in 40 mil glory similar way to the walking dead which was based in uh seasons that every new season went to the next comic essentially and added the new characters or whatever in um the fact that this seasons. plays in seasons as well exactly makes perfect sense to go here's your first that's then, exactly what they'll the call update, it and then blah 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 and then you can move on and they could mirror the um the game in some respects how they're going to squeeze a battle pass into it though that's the question <laughs> you know how are we going to get loot drops and battle passes and microtransactions into this Ronnie, Ronnie will come around to your house and drop a boxing uh, through the letterbox well, Ronnie when you're next talking to the 343 guys tell them to drop all this free play shite and go back to actually having a $60 <laughs> game they, uh, they just need to tie in mantic points to it yeah. oh that's it mantic oh, yeah. points that's how they do it and then once you've bought enough of those then you can try and trade them in for a bigger thing um, it'll be uh, fascinating be, to see where it goes though yeah it will be exciting because they've got like plenty of lore to oh, to yeah. dive into with Halo if they start doing the whole season thing Like one season could be like I think you mentioned it did you mention Fall of Reach and stuff there yeah, yeah Reach. Reach and all the other games that they've done yeah there's like 18 novels for Halo for example they could 
dip into all sorts of stuff, and all of it is considered canon, apparently, except if the video game overrides it, in which case then the video game is canon. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. I think like that, Star Wars. <laughs> I think they've done. I think they're doing something cool with the forty mil miniatures, though, because what I think Good they're doing here, yeah. what I think they're doing is trying to overlap into um, the sort of people who collect figurine doll oh, yeah. type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do to go down the like one piece route as them being like a single figure at 40 mil. Is it did they say is this gonna be some sort of plasticky ABS thing They've or not said anything to nothing. do with that the, but, the yeah, first yeah. real detail we'll get will be in March. Mm-hmm. And then in April he'll be at salute and I'll be at salute. And I'm bigger than Ronnie. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I can run faster. So we'll find out more detail in April. And but also, Ronnie can Ronnie's... hide. If he takes yeah. his glasses off, you don't recognize him anymore. Recognize him. He had a Facebook post up there before Christmas without his glasses. Like, who the heck is this guy claiming to be Ronnie? <laughs> it's, real, it's real Clark Kent type stuff. <laughs> There's one thing that... Oh, I grab that. Because I've seen a lot of people talking about the fact it's 40 mil and going, blah, 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 40 mil, it's outrageous. I want to be able to use my terrain. Right. I think you the... could. This is a 40 mil Marvel Crisis Protocol, the comic book version of Star Wars Crisis Protocol. To be fair, though, it looks tiny with you behind it. We can't use you for a well, perspective. No, but, but here is a 28 mil model of Sean Connery from a different company. Um, you know, yeah. So they th- could just repackage their dead zone terrain. Yeah. I, I, even if they don't. Yeah. I think you can quite happily just get away with using the dead zone tree. I think you'd be fine. Like that, people so. have been playing, as you say, people have been playing Crisis Protocol, people have been playing Batman, they've been playing yeah. uh, Shatterpoint, all these games, and they're fine. I'm fairly sure this is going to yeah. work just I, well. I, I think I, that there's an idea people have in their head that we play a lot of 28 mil games. Most manufacturers haven't produced anything in 28 mil in over a decade. It's all like 32, 35 it's at this all point. pushed <laughs> up in size. And every time yeah, I see the word exactly. heroic, then they've added another 10 mil to it. I love it. I love it because they've gone to Games Workshop. Scale creep, scale creep. We'll show you scale creep. <laughs> Get ahead <laughs> of the curve. I, I, imagine I'm holding the thing. There we go. We'll show you scale creep. I'm not actually doing it, but there you go. I think I can get away with that. This is true scale creep, but I think it'll be cool. Just, just do that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what was happening by that? Yeah. Uh, was it up or was it down? Nobody will know. But yeah, like I say, interesting. Fascinating to see where they go and totally out of left field because I don't think anybody saw no. that one coming. There hadn't yeah. even been rumors that they were asking anyone exactly or yeah. talking about yeah. uh, doing anything potentially. The last thing more licensing. about that was, was Worms. And I well, thought that was Worms. Good, but yeah. And then after Worms, it was like, oh, by the way, we're getting The Walking Dead back again. And yeah. was going, well, that's the big licensing story for Mantic for 2024. Yeah. And I was like, oh, apparently not. They're having fun with the licensing. Other things. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I hope it doesn't go the way of Spartan Games and ruin the company. And I was like, no. I, I, oh. I, think, I think Mantic are fairly nailed Mantic's on with the difference with, here is with what they can do. Yeah, the difference here is Mantic now have experience doing IP signups, yeah. and they're very much they're into miniatures battles, whereas Spartan was very much ship battles and ground yeah. bat, you know, tank battles and stuff like that. Rather than I know there was rather uh, than being well, mainly focused on miniature uh, battles, I'd, I'd also say they came in at a bad point. Because they came in after Halo had died down, whereas yeah, subsequently yeah. Halo has not only had multiple new releases, but they now have a TV show, a, a, an active, you know, um, set of game ignoring the TV show. Because I've not seen it, and from all I've heard, it's terrible. But season two's coming out, 
And I haven't watched any because I heard it was terrible as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the fact that they have uh, the, the online game that's, you know, yeah. because it's a, a multiplayer um, battle game, it's 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 evergreen, essentially. And they People go, would well, argue, though. They, they would say, oh, but look at the player numbers. Look at the player numbers. Halo is nothing. I don't know. Yeah, the video game might are. be nothing, but the IP is still something. Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, it's no longer relegated to the past. Anyway, yeah. And the thing is, the, you the thing is, you can do something with Halo because you can recognize Spartans. Yeah. You can't go off and do oh, let's do Fortnite the video game because like, what do you make miniature wise? Everybody looks weird. <laughs> I'm I'm getting ahead of the game for my 28 mil version with my uh, there you G- go GCPS yeah. from yeah. Mantic, mm. which is it's not a it's not a Halo at all. Oh my and, god! I, I suddenly have dreams of ODST. Oh, that's good. That. And the characters are fun in Halo. Yeah, they are. You know, you've got your little grunts with their double nades trying to nade you to death. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. There and you've go, got that's... brutes that throw them at you. Oh, yeah. Like in the future, if they introduce brutes and grunts, I can see a brute throwing a grunt at you, which has double plasma nades ready to kick your ass. Yes. <laughs> you can see all that training really paid off with you. You've got all the tactics down. <laughs> Step one, get two. I got eight. crouch jumping down. I got everything on the go. I got slides down. <laughs> I got grab slides. All the tech. Oh, <gasps> this go. this has been an education. <laughs> my, <laughs> my strafe is unbelievable. I I wasn't I wasn't aware it was so much beyond the Master Chef. Uh, yeah. It was just like yeah, it's a different game these days, boys. It's so much faster. I'll be looking for a 1v1 after this, Lloyd. Yeah. What? I'll be <laughs> looking for a 1v1. I'll kick your ass. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. On that bombshell, shall we move on and see what else is happening in the wonderful world of the news? We shall. Yeah. Um, so another big release that um, has, well, another big pre-order that came out recently has been for the old world and stuff. And a lot of people have looked at the prices and gone, how much? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so there are a lot of uh, folks out there who are providing some nice alternatives. One set of alternatives uh, comes from the folks at Wargames Atlantic who have been working on this set for a while anyway. Mm. Um, but it is now out there in the world for you to get your hands on. Well, pre-order anyway. Uh, so this is the Skeleton Cavalry and Chariot set. Comes with enough bits and pieces for you to make uh, a good selection of uh, mounted offerings for your armies of the undead, be they in the sand or fighting on the Greek peninsula or anything, or anything like that. Nobody so, yes, wants the you, sand. <laughs> so, yes, you get a whole bunch of stuff in the kit. You get the 10 horses, the two chariots, and then a whole bunch of other bits and pieces for making both foot and mounted skeletons. There are lots of different ways that you can actually assemble this set. So, they've done it in such a way that you can have uh, all horses, a couple of chariots, just one chariot with lots of other horses, lots of additional foot troops, no foot troops, whichever way you want to go with it. And obviously this then blends really nicely with the other infantry set that they've done for the skeletons as well. And of course, you could also bring in lots of other bits and pieces from their 3D printing catalogue uh, if you wanted to. Uh, and it should all come together to create a really nice undead <laughs> force on the table. I love the way they've stuck pyramids in the background there. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Right, let's take these Greeks and stick pyramids behind them. Exactly. So, yes. They're on tour. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this, is part, this is part of the Ptolemaic Empire. Uh, who, okay. you know, so, you know, it all um, works. The aesthetic is similar, though. So, yes. you know, it's, it's got a Tim King sort of aesthetic to yeah. Obviously, their arms and armor is very much that kind of like Bronze Age Greek. Yeah, Jason and the Argonauts style, um, but there's enough bits and pieces on the sprues and the different weapons that you could kind of make them feel slightly more Kemrian if you wanted to. Of course, um, I'd say sod that. Just run them as full on Greek. Oh, well, you could do as well. Yeah, just to stand out and be different. 
yeah and walk into a games workshop store and then have to leave <laughs> uh the chariot set is actually one that they've done for their sort of ancient era stuff so it can mm. actually be folded into um stuff like they're going to be working on their trojans in the future as well yeah uh, which i remember being like a, a a lovely idea that they had before they suddenly went off on a huge uh, growth spurt of yeah, I, different I, 3D kits and everything else in between. I blame uh, Charlie for Trojans. Yeah. Trojan scouts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, tro- well, you could do Trojans, but yeah. these are Trojan humans. You could also have Trojan humans, yeah. So, so, so you can do your Trojan War stuff. Yeah. This, this I absolutely Oh, yeah, so adore. you can do the whole Jason and Argonaut thing. Yeah. I see. Um, Brain caught up there. The, <laughs> Still thinking about kicking Shay's ass in Halo there. Yeah. <laughs> so... Essentially, you're going to get two chariot sprues and then five of these sprues. Yes. And then you can then divvy it up whatever way you want. Mm -hmm. So I suppose if you do your two chariots, you're losing four, which will leave you six. Yeah. And then you'll have to obviously knock away uh, some of the infantry then. Mm -hmm. So your maximum number is 25 infantry or maximum 10 horse or maximum two chariots. And then Mm -hmm. it's a sliding scale. That's Mm -hmm. not terrible these days, considering how much goes into a box set these days. Very much so. It it does remind me of my skeleton army box from GW from the (laughs) best of time. All those, (laughs) all those at home can have a drink. Uh, But it was a box that contained one chariot, eight horsemen, and 20, I want to say it was 20 infantry, and it was a similar sort right. of thing. They went on the bases, or they would also go on the back of the, the horses. But yeah, um, just seeing somebody doing a multi-unit box oh, fills me with glee. So much glee. Yeah. I really like the Greek aesthetic on them as well. Yeah, the design's great. I like the look of the skeletal horses can sometimes look really goofy i mean you can't get away from that in yeah, most cases with skeleton horses so i think these look horse, good yeah, yeah uh, i think they've done a really nice job on these um and yeah going to be great for those people creating something fantastical in a mythological setting and maybe dropping them into warhammer and so you can make 15 infantry and all of that yeah yeah there's nothing unusual in the box they didn't die with no there's no they bat didn't wings. die they didn't die as flipping what are they, Greeks? And then suddenly wake up as vampires. Yep. <laughs> it's it's surprising you brought that up because it's rare that you mention your hatred of undead blacksmiths. I don't mention and, it enough. And their, uh, <laughs> their, their urge to redecorate everybody's armor while they're dead. That's it. You get a bat wing. What? You get a bat wing. What? You get bat foreskin. What? That's a really Oh, nice no, that's, that, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> that's uh that's going to be interesting when they start doing biblical stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. So you can have your ancient Egyptians. Mm. Mm. You can see how long ago they planned that chariot. <laughs> yeah, 2020. <laughs> yeah. And then he got distracted by, once again, Charlie, I said. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, Charlie, just the worst. Well, then, in other words, thanks to Games Workshop for Ging them up, getting oh, it yeah, released. Yeah. Well, the GGs. <laughs> yeah. so. this is D20 approved. But don't worry, you can use a dice that isn't as swingy as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, looks really good My fun. Average uh, 2D10 sure approval. Yeah, see what you think. Uh, moving on from that, we have some more fantasy news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the folks at Parabellum Games have outlined their plans for organized play 
2024. Uh, they showed off a whole range of different kits that you'll be able to pick up if you're a store or a club or just individuals looking to have some fun with your friends, building up uh, interesting tournaments and stuff on the tournament scene for Conquest, mm-hmm. be that The Last Argument Kings or First Blood. Uh, you'll be able to get yourself a couple of different sets that will allow you to play out uh, sort of more competitive games if you if you want your big point matched games where you're sort of vying for the top spot amongst your community uh, and all that good stuff. There's even a wooden spoon in the mix as well. Oh, that's quite an, that's class. Nice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yes, they've got all that stuff. They've also done like a. Um, uh, a narrative set as well, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who's not necessarily focused on the idea of it being so much a, uh, a, a an uber competitive side of things, yeah. you can dive in and you can explore the kind of lore and you can uh, play out larger campaigns in that front if you wanted to. You get that really nice map of the continent as well to dive into, which I think is really nice, the world, and uh, and have some fun on that front with lots of other dis- different bits and pieces there too which i think is quite nice so yeah very good they're very fancy i like i like that well i like both of the packs to be fair but Mm -hmm. i like the idea of maybe if you're just starting to get into conquest in a a store or a club or with friends or whatever you could theoretically start with the narrative Mm -hmm. do a slow grow do your map based campaign add and expand your forces and then halfway through the year whatever whenever you've got your path of conquest all bent up like me then you could go right well then we can run a tournament yeah and and play the full 2000 point games or whatever they happen to be yeah he is spanking gorgeous yeah have they said so, who he is yet i assume like, he's one of the sorcerer kings yes so pre- these are some kind of preview images of what's coming up later that you can win if you're part of these sort of store competitions and organized play so it's a little kind of sneaky peek as to what's uh, coming down the line um, for the various kingdoms and factions and stuff that you'll find in uh, in Aya. Yeah. Yeah. For the world of conquest. Um, for those people who have maybe not dipped their toe oh, into like conquest, they're also doing a fun paint and take set for stores and clubs as well. So this will come with a selection of uh, different characters that you'll be able to pick up and just sort of sit down and paint mm. with your friends. And if you like the look of the models, the 35 mil ones, um you'll be able to take one away and uh maybe use that as the basis for your next hundred kingdoms force oh, on the tabletop. It's so, a yeah. really nice hundred kingdoms miniature. It is. It's a lovely sort of oh. female noble, I believe. Yeah. Oh man, Hazy boy, you seeing this? Apparently your hundred <laughs> kingdoms aren't finished yet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, saying. The, o- the other big thing about this as well is that this is all part of organized play. And mm. if you do well and you sort of rise through the ranks uh in various tournaments, they're going to be holding a huge um sort of big grand final on the greek island and i hope i get this right chaos i think it's called uh which is uh going to be as i say taking place mm. on the beach with a barbecue and all sorts of good fun so if you're interested in taking part and maybe enjoying a little bit of sun at the same time you can uh you can get uh well rise through the ranks effectively try and claim those number one spots amongst your friends and uh and enemies <laughs> tournaments wow mm, yes so very Got cool stuff on looks that Tournament. You could use your uh, clever, cheaty city states to beat me again. <laughs> I feel tournaments. Like, I feel like yeah, tournaments. I keep saying tournaments. Such you a did. good way to grow your game. Actually, now that I think about it, we missed that in the whole Halo thing. If they're going down that multiplayer thing, they maybe got tournaments in mind as a way of growing that game. Also, mm-hmm. bit, it seems like a prime thing to have organized play. Very much so. Mm. Yeah. Uh, cool stuff. 
Um, stepping from the fantastical to the historical, oh. uh, we have some fun stuff that was previewed by the team at Victrix. I'm fairly sure this is going to be the buying guide for both Jerry and Lloyd for the next six months, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Give it to me. Mean. Come on, bring it up. <laughs> bring it up. Skint me. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Victrix have got a lot of plans uh, coming up. The first one Tell is the announcement of their Greek hotline. Oh, you want to look there? You want oh, to? No. So um, you may remember towards the end of last year, they did a selection of Greek uh, heads yeah. to go with um, various old, kits that you had out yeah. there. The old bodies and stuff. Because the, their mm. Greeks are one of the earliest kits that they've released mm-hmm. after Napoleonics. Uh, and uh, this was them thinking to themselves, well, we've designed the heads. Why don't we just do the rest? Lovely. <laughs> and that's exactly what they've done. And they're going to be doing a big plastic set of those, which is going to be coming out in the near future, which is very nice indeed. Those are kind of aiming to be out towards the end of January, the beginning of February. So not too long to wait on that front. Yeah, you can have these guys as your living guys fighting the skellies that we look at. Mm. They'd be perfect for it. Very is, much so. Is this the man who killed your brother? No, he was taller. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> Oh dear. Um <laughs> as moving uh forward through history to mm. the medieval period. Yes. We also have this set, which oh. was also teased last year. This is the medieval knights kit. Mm. These are getting bought. I know these are getting bought. <laughs> yeah. So this is never getting painted, but they're getting bought. Of course, of course. <laughs> this is a set of six horses and riders uh, that will come with lots of different helmet and shield variants that can be used to represent different periods and European kingdoms, depending on where you want to go with it. Obviously, it's a 28 mil set, so you can do some customization regardless. And anyway. Do you know what's good about this is the Vitrix stuff's a little bit larger. It is a little bit larger. So you might be able to get your, like, some... Games Workshop, you love out of this too. Oh, look, Bretonians. Bretonians. <laughs> Easily done. Yep. Um, Not tricky. N- no particular date given for them, but uh, they should be coming out um, fairly soon on their schedule. Mm. Uh, I know they've been in the works for a little while, those ones, but uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, stepping back to the dark ages. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the best <laughs> bit. Yeah. Get ready uh, to change your pants. Oh, I'm gonna skip. Are that. you gonna skip them? Oh, no, <laughs> no, you can't do that. I can't. I can't bring my. They're filth. You know they're filth. Bring it up. Give it to so, me. So yes. Oh yeah. The the Russ are going to be dropping um, with a huge selection of different options for you to build their kits. As tends to be oh, the way with the Victory stuff. This is going to be like one of them forty quid, sixty quid sets that just has yes. stack loads in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be doing them obviously as Rust, but you could use them to represent Slavs or your Varengians if you wanted to go down the Byzantine route if you wanted to go in that direction Good luck um, the sculpting is basically finished on these apparently and they should be arriving later this month so keep an eye out for that keep your purse at the ready <laughs> I don't have time to play Halo with you <laughs> too, too busy Lloyd has uh, has to spend too much time buying these sets. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come with multiple shields. You know. And and the good thing is, there's finally a, a good supply of Rus that you can yes. get here from the UK rather than have to get it from Russia. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Try to get it from many just from Russia now. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Uh, sticking with the Dark Age theme, we also are sort of looking back a little bit further in time. So we also have the early Saxon warriors. Mm. So if you're looking to do something a little bit more Beowulfian, perhaps these could be a really nice option for you there. Um, great, obviously, for sort of doing all sorts of things between Geats and Danes and everything on that front. Uh, invasions of uh, of Britain. 
Throw, that throw them up stuff. against the uh, late Ooh. Romans, late Romano exactly. British that they've done hey, as well. Look at that. Look at the pelts on that. Oh, oh, good pelts. Really nice helmet designs. Obviously, the one there that's yep. mirrored off the one from Sutton Hoo. Sutton Red Hoo Wald's one helmet. Who? Yeah. Redwald's helmet. Perhaps is. Yeah. Who? He's doing a Sutton Hoo joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, how did you not get that? <laughs> what Sutton Hoo? Oh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> it's just as well you're 12. It's a ship burial, it, it, which is amazing. But yeah. He doesn't do it for it's a few not years a, in school, yeah. Yeah, it's it's impressive. It's not as impressive as the giant Viking turd, though. Oh, no, uh, from Jorvik. Well. Do you, do you know about the world's biggest turd? I we don't know if it's the world's biggest, but it's there's, oh, there, apparently there's a, there's a preserved one. It just it's the world's oh, biggest yes. preserved one. Let's yeah, put it that uh, way. It's not the biggest one it's ever been, but we ha- it's this one we have proof of. Uh-huh. Let's. It's, uh, in, it's in the Jorvik Viking Center. There that's it. Yep. Okay. yep. I had to build a new wing just to house it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're moving into sort of fighting in uh, the Middle East and stuff like that, maybe you're going off on crusades. There's also going to be some new sets coming out for the Islamic infantry. Um, they they want to try and use these to match up quite nicely with some of the medieval stuff, as you can see there. But mm. as a, with a lot of the stuff from this kind of corner of the world, you can tend to float a little bit between different periods with these. Yeah. Um, I'd say they're going to be fairly good for people doing some kit bashing and all sorts of different things with them. Um, love the really nice details on the tunics, not to make them too um, too flat or anything like that. Mm. So those should work very, very well with the likes of contrast, I would think. Some really nice high poppy contrast colours. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, go full Dolly Mixture on them. Exactly. exactly. All the colours. Uh-huh. They're really sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more. Do I need any more? That's why they're called Dolly Mixtures. Really sweet. Yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, and lastly, when it comes to kind of the sort of ancient history side of things, we also have the Roman bolt shooter or the scorpion, I believe it was. Scorpion, uh, yeah. That you can uh, drop into your games. Uh, they're going to be coming out with this uh, sort of uh, fairly soon, actually. I believe this is going to be another January release. Mm. Um, so if you're looking to populate your Roman army with a couple more bits of artillery for. Uh, Sticking Celts to trees. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> then, uh... I don't need any more. They had one. They had one per century. Uh-huh. Was the the standard loadout? So if you're if you're making multiple centuries, there then that's that's the sort of thing you should be aiming for. One per and one for yeah, every eighty. It will come with the crew, uh, spare bolts and things for the scorpion defensive stakes and all the stakes. Yeah, as well. So yeah, very nice little set that one. But I'm sure a lot of people were picking up. Mm. Um, Sticking with Vitrix, but moving on a little bit, there was also a very nice little teaser as well. Um, he's like sweet. Yeah, they're going to be expanding their World War II collection, which is already vast in 12 mil. Uh, and they're going to be doing the US let, Airborne now in 12 mil, which I think is fantastic. This. Yeah. The only thing that would make this better <laughs> is if they did it in 13.5 mil instead. No. <laughs> no, that's not how that would be better. It would be better. It'd be amazing. This is an actual scale, so yes. Um, mm. But yes, uh, they're going to be doing them in 12 mil, but they did put a little tiny teaser at the end which said, if you are interested in 28 mil versions of these, they might be working on them. As 13.5 mil. <laughs> Give no. us that. I no. went onto their Facebook and I said, Give me TT120 versions. <laughs> did they block you? No, they didn't <laughs> reply. Let's put it that way. <laughs> these would be amazing for T. I have the 13.5 mil uh-huh. minis that she got for Christmas if you haven't watched the XLBS you got some the Napoleonics and they were perfect they were perfect for TT120 
Well, there you go. So come on, warlord. Get your hoof and gear. Go and get married up with flipping Hornsby. And get your... What is it they call them? 13.5 mil. They call them what? Annoying scale. No, perfect scale. <laughs> Epic. They, they, could get, they, could, they could release yet another alternative scale. Don't. Please for World War II. It'd be amazing. For the love of God. It'd be the right scale too. I, wonder, I like these, but they're not quite the right scale for me. I wonder if the um, the hint about the twenty eight is going to be co cast, possibly because they did they, they did flirt with it. They, yeah. they did a, a small batch run of some models last at the end of last year um, for people to to get and test and have a play around with and see what they thought of twenty eight mil World War Two done. We don't need any more twenty eight mil World War Two. We've got loads of. Options, we need TT one twenty World War Two. That's a very small pool of buyers right now. It consists of. But me. I'm in that pool. No, but you are that pool. There is nothing else beyond that. I mean, you're going to have to buy an awful lot of stuff to keep them in business. Uh, buy at least two boxes. At wow. least. Wow. You still might be in heart. Uh, right. Yes. Uh, cool stuff there on the Victrix front, uh, sort of pointing towards what they're going to be doing throughout 2024. Seems very awesome. As I say, a buyer's guide, both Jerry and Lloyd. So I don't know what you mean. <laughs> it was all going sweet until we got to the wee mans, the tiniest wee mans. <laughs> if uh, only they were like one mil taller. <laughs> one and a half moving, mil taller. One and a half mil. Sticking with World War Two, but moving uh, games, mm. uh, we're going to be looking at some stuff that's coming out from Osprey. They have been teasing quite a few bits and pieces uh, going into 2024, but there was two that I really wanted to highlight because they kind of like stuck in my mind as these seem excellent. Uh, the first of these is a new cooperative narrative board game that they're working on called uh, War Story Occupied France. So oh, this has been designed uh, by Dave Neal and David Thompson. Uh, David Thompson will be mm. a familiar name to those people who have dived into Undaunted in the past. Mm. Uh, and Dave Neal has worked on a whole bunch of kind of escape room style games as well in, uh, uh, over the over the last couple of years. This is kind of marrying the two together from what we can gather. Mm. Uh, you can either play it by yourself or you can play it with up to five other players. So you can go all the way up to six. And the idea is that you're going to be taking on the role of um, allied help or the resistance fighters who are heading into occupied France to take out a particular German officer and save the resistance from being is, destroyed by the German army. Is that a real gun? Would that yes. be a real? How would you hide something as long as that? Down your pants. The, the reason it's that long is that that long part of the barrel is yeah. is like 25 baffled washer longs mm. so it's a silencer that they it was called like a a well well rod well rod, well rod. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah yeah so and it makes uh, a very satisfying thunk thunk yeah <laughs> it, it's it's probably you know, whenever you see a silencer being used and they never sound like that that one did so this this is yeah. built with the silencer in it there's yeah. no non-silencer yeah. version yeah uh -huh. you've played sniper elite it's i have not yes. <laughs> Shoot Hitler in the balls. But anyway, moving away from it's, that. It's getting almost to Joker level if they'd added a little bit more to the barrel. Yeah, very true. And then a flag will come out the end. Um, <laughs> yes, this seems to be marrying together um, narrative elements. So you'll be doing storytelling things. You'll be sort of going 
through kind of like escape um, exit style game stuff on the tabletop. You'll be doing sort of non-combat encounters, but then they've also thrown in the mix uh, the idea of tactical encounter maps, which kind of takes me in that kind of undaunted direction. Now, we don't necessarily know too much more about this, but because of the names involved, that's kind of where people are marrying those ideas together. I'm sure we'll see a little bit more about this from Osprey in the near future. They're always pretty good with their previews, and uh, I would love to get a, a look at this one. Seems very, very cool indeed. I'm curious uh, to see whether or not we get any more random more code as well <laughs> did did you translate the morse code on the emails know. that you sent through no. uh, no. i did because i'm sad like that oh. was it like little orphan annie morse code no proper morse codes Can so, you to drink ovaltine tea no no <laughs> the, this this one was uh activating uh magpie oh uh, so so whether or not they add in so you know you're saying but the possibility of the escape room sort of elements, yeah, puzzles, and stuff so like puzzles that. and things like that may may play a part because oh, um, because because there be was really lot awesome. there were lots of random Morse code on that page. I'm going, no, oh, I must go and translate this now. <laughs> In the same way I did with it's like an ARG. Oh, so whenever whenever Warlord released Slonya and they had home script at the top of every page. Oh yes, and, uh, and I did. Way, yeah. I discovered that they'd spelt it wrong. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, the second game that I wanted to talk about from Osprey um, <laughs> comes from the creator of Zona Alpha, which is a big game that people really enjoy. Mm. Uh, this one's called When Nightmares Come. So this is a miniatures game rather than it being a board game. Uh, and it is a solo slash cooperative um, supernatural horror skirmish investigation game you're going to be taking on the role of uh, members of the night watch mm. who are kind of hunters and occultists uh regular mortals wizards and everything else in between who have ganged together to watch over the modern city streets and the strange things that go bump in the night as you can see there in the background um, that's this is just miami aliens <laughs> Yes, he's been on the... This is the uh, 10 for Aliens from Miami, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I've, I've never visited. If, if you're someone Oh, it's who been likes... all over the news, Terry. You've been missing out. There's been 10 foot aliens walking around a mall in Miami and f- hundreds of police had to go to of sort course. them out. Yeah, yeah. Jumping in and out of portals and all sorts of stuff they were. But not swimming in pro-bass pools. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, if you're a fan of the thing of things like um, the Dresden Files and stuff, mm. this seems like the game that's very much focused around you. Um, it's got role playing and storytelling elements built into mm. it. There's going to be non-combat encounters thrown into the mix as well. It feels like a really cool evolution of kind of stuff that we've seen for Rangers of Shadow Deep and the Silver Bayonet and things like that. And kind of fusing that with the modern day just seems like a really fun idea. Yeah especially since you've got lots of creators out there who are doing amazing miniatures that kind of fit this vibe. So all the stuff from Crooked Dice and things. So there seems to be a really nice kind of space for this to evolve. And I'm really interested to see what it looks like when we get to look at the mechanics and stuff like that as well. Um, I know preview copies are floating around. So maybe get a look at that and sort of get an early look at the game and see what it's all about. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, Zona Alpha is a, a cracking game as well. So I wonder how much of the... DNA of that mm. will make it across, or will it be completely yeah. um, built from from scratch. Uh, because yeah, there, there's a certain an, amount of RPG ishness in Zona yeah, Alpha anyway. So yeah. this has got an action dice pool mechanic, or oh. action pool dice mechanic. So we'll see how that evolves. Oh, more dice for me to feel the hit with. <laughs> I seen some amazing dice on Facebook. It was like yes. a whole set of polyhedron dice, mm-hmm. all with blank faces. 
Oh, I've seen those as well. <laughs> I've, make yeah. it up as you roll. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's 2024, baby. Yeah, there we go. Make it up as you go. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to lose these days. So instead, you define what your role would have been. That's it. We've um, taken the facts out of dice. Now they can be whatever they want to be. Oh lordy, looks a lordy. Uh, right, we have we a final, final yes. bit of news. Save me. Ben. We finish things off with a little bit of uh, news from the mortal realms. The Warhammer Age of Sigmar. The old world hasn't totally taken over just yet, or retaken over, I suppose. Uh, so games reemerged. Yes, we assume that uh, be the rumors true that uh, Age of Sigmar, the fourth edition, is going to be coming out late this year. It kind of fits with their cycle of stuff, and to match with that, it looks like they're going to be sort of taking their boxed sets in a similar direction to what we had with Warhammer Forty Thousand. So, with tenth edition and the roll around of that, we got the Combat Patrol game mode, which was a kind of uh, a set of armies that were designed for all the different factions that were equally balanced with their own slightly tweaked set of rules that you could just play basically out of the box. It feels like this is what this set is going to be doing. So Spearhead is the new style of box that they've been talking about. There has been Stark Collecting in the past. There has been Vanguard. This is the new one called Spearhead. They've done one for the Stormcast Eternals. They're going to be doing one for other factions as well, as you might have imagined. And it comes with a set of models in the box that they say is a balanced set of, uh, well, a balanced army, a balanced starting force for you to start playing the game with. Um, this one will include the Stormstrike chariot that you see at the top there, uh, alongside a set of the Vanquishers, which are the fellows. The storm what? Chariot? Stormstrike chariot. Oh, strike. I thought you said trike. I was like, there's no three wheels on that. Well, you, ne- you don't know what's underneath those Griffin. But yeah. <laughs> uh, you also get the Avocados. Annihilators in that set as well, the big beefy fellows with the hammers. And then you also get the big head honcho you get in Draster, the Celestial Spear in that set as well. Um, for all those people who have been trying to get a version of her individually, apart from the set <laughs> that they have on the Games Workshop web store, maybe you'll now actually be able to buy one without having to pay through the nose. But there we go. Um, as I say, it seems like they're going to be sort of angling this towards the combat patrol style of gameplay on the tabletop. I am all for that. I've really enjoyed Combat Patrol in 10th edition. I think it's a really good idea to get people involved. It's made me buy three armies. So there we go. It works, at least on gullible <laughs> old on me. You. Yeah. Um, I would assume the same thing's going to be happening for Age of Sigmar. It'll just be interesting to see where they go with it and how things change uh, throughout the next couple of months. There is going to be a big Warhammer preview next week on Thursday, Friday, I think, uh, where they're going to be talking about stuff from the LVO. I'm sure we're going to see some sort of hints and uh, sneaky things towards what's happening on the future there. I'm sure I'll talk about it next week. Uh, but yes, keep an eye out for that. Will I get up well, at 5 o'clock in the morning? Will we get to see know. Will we get to see the unshadowed crude? The un- Maybe. They have said that 40k and kill team are going to be popping up in this, so I, I, I could see that happening. The Tau Codex isn't far away. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Might get your Lloyd codex. may actually be interested <laughs> in the codex. Maybe the rules yeah. now. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, interesting stuff coming on the yeah. f- on the Warhammer Age of Sigmar front. There, let me know what you think down in the comments below about sort of a combat patrol style game for the Mortal Realms. I think it could be quite fun. But uh, yeah. how will that work out for you, Shay? Starting Age of Sigmar as you are. Have you bought the rulebook yet? <laughs> no, no. Thankfully, I haven't. Don't buy the rulebook. Just <laughs> use Starting Age of Sigmar for the old world's back, baby. I know. I'm all, I started before. <laughs> what are you even thinking about the old world for? So there's Kings of Wars, baby. <laughs> I keep Lloyd's, Lloyd's got a goblin army that he needs to foist on somebody. So. <laughs> <laughs> if 
he doesn't want it, I'll take it. <laughs> it's a really good army. It is a good army. It's getting painted. Mark my words, it'll oh. happen. Someone write that down. Oh. <laughs> Utter liar. I, I spent a productive couple of hours the other day watching The Punisher and cleaning up 120 goblins. It was good. It was good times. There we go. Yeah. And then I put them all in the box. Thought someday I'll prime you. <laughs> Not any time soon, though. One right. Step at a time, Jerry. One step yeah, at a time. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, I will be back with these three clowns in just a moment to round out the show. All right, time for some ones and zeros. <laughs> Kicking things off with a wangle. Yes. Tell mm. me all about the wangle. So, yes, as Jerry has so amazingly <laughs> illustrated there, we're diving into 3D printing is the shiz, and we're going to be looking at uh, white angel miniatures. That's what I said, wangle. Wangle, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, this is a collection of releases that I think will be quite um, popular with folks, especially if they're diving into something oldie-worldy with a Warhammer vibe to it perhaps maybe i don't know uh, possibly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes so they have been working on a whole host of different things they're a fairly new little venture that's popped up on my mini factory uh, but they have themselves a tribes and all sorts of different things for you to get stuck into so if you're interested in picking up sets uh, monthly or you just want to dive into their back catalog they have a whole collection of different things for you to uh, have a look at a lot of their collection at the moment is distinctly elven themed so they have both high elves and dark elves in various uh, guises for you to go and pick up with that slightly chunkier heroic feel to them which i think is really nice it mirrors very well the uh kind of mom miniaturas feel to the models i think so if you like uh the collections that they've done that they're the spanish company um I think these are a, a, a shoe-in to sort of sit alongside those. Um, and there's just some really nice characters, really good troops, elite options and everything else in between that you could print off and start folding into rank-and-file armies or skirmish forces, depending on which way you wanted to go with these. Uh, and yeah, as I say, lots of different bits and pieces in there for Elven fans in particular at the moment. It's all about the stabbery there, isn't it? Of course. Oh, look, Lothran Seaguard. Yes, the best yep. Seaguard. Why just have normal spearmen? <laughs> yeah. Then you can pay a couple of extra points for Lothran Seaguard. So, yeah. just, just be able to fire an additional rank. Yeah. And be able to fire, full stop, actually, to be brutally honest. Cheating, cheating scum. I'm fairly certain that's the Shadow King right there as well. It's, yes. <laughs> yeah. I know you. I've seen you before. Mm-hmm. Shadow King. Let's have a look at some of their Delph stuff. Yeah. What's good. the what's the horsey looking stuff too? What are they? What are they riding on? Like dinosaurs or what is that? Uh, it depends which one you're looking at. Down, so, bottom left. Sorry, bottom right. One in. I think they're cold ones, aren't they? Yeah. No, uh, one no. in. Oh. One in. Oh, that'll be yeah. cold one riders. Yeah. So you've got your sort of uh style Marathi things going on. Very nice indeed. Love that. Nice stuff there. Dabbling around. Yeah. Your dark elf chariots. I mean, sorry, slaves of darkness chariots uh, charging forward. I mean, dark elves, not copyrighted. I could say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Um, That's why they're not called that anymore, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Look with very actual cool. horses on them. Mm-hmm. Don't see many of them. I like Cer- the big spiky wheels as well. Certainly don't see any of them in my army. So I have five <laughs> cold one chariots. And, you know, occasionally they hit things. A lot of the time they just sit down and start sniffing each other's backside. And here I've gone. I hate psychology. Oh, did, they have to do, did they have to do stupid? Psycholo- oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
There's huh. nothing worse than a, I forgot a, that. Yeah. There's nothing worse than cold one nights and cold one chariots because theoretically they're great in game, but in reality you never pass the psychology uh, and they just spend a lot of time <laughs> sniffing each other. Yeah, I seen a cow sniffing another cow. It got well high. See, like that. What? That's why they <laughs> don't move around on the battlefield much. <laughs> it was enjoying it. It went all high. It went all oh. That why the Witness Realm Lords are all cow focused. Maybe makes sense. Yeah. They're all about the methian. But yeah, as you can see, the details on these really nice, very sharp. You know, get your three D printing bits and bobs right, and I'm sure these will turn out very well for your collection. So yeah, very cool. Um. I like the uh, yeah. I like a lot of their character stuff. I think is really nice. Um, I will just refer to them as the original names because I can't be bothered. High elves and dark elves. (laughs) Yeah, not even that because that's definitely Baratheon dark Pegasus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think they're doing a really good job with this collection. Uh, And as I say, if you're somebody who's looking at the old world and bulking at the price of things, as you rightly should be, (laughs) um, I think. 3D printing is going to be a yeah. massive part of people armies uh, diving back into the game, or indeed just well, not if they're going to Games Workshop stores, it isn't. Well, no, they're not going to. Well, yeah, not if they're going to go to a play, tournament, it isn't. Yeah, but you don't have to go to a Games Workshop officials tournament. You can go to any other tournament, and as yeah, long as you've got, of which a, there are far many. Yeah, far and as, as long as you've got someone who's a decent person running the tournament, they will let you play with your armies. Um, you know, only one step further, there's no dark elves in it anyway. Only assholes don't let you play. I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't let you play. You're an asshole. <laughs> That's the worst. Don't worry, you're not allowed to play in GW stores anyway. Uh, GW stores are not for playing. No, They're to introduce true. people to the game and then you leave. Yeah. They don't want you coming in, playing, <laughs> dirtying up the place. Yeah. There's oh, harpies. Yeah, you get your harpies in all sorts of different ways. And obviously they're gonna they're you know gonna be a vast improvement over the old ones that I imagine Games Workshop Workshop are gonna release. So because <laughs> they'll be the old metal ones, I would guess. I love the old metal ones. I was looking at, mine, looking at mine last night, actually, because they're in a box by my feet with <laughs> they're in a they're in a basement force, actually. Oh, okay. Harpies yeah. are well scary. They are scary. Yeah. Harpies scared the crap out of my sister when she was a kid. Because we I were watching this we we're watching this animation. It was like a Eastern European animation of some harpy. And we were just like, it's the birdie woman. And uh, my sister, she shot a brick. <laughs> witch king, witch king. Yeah. Don't go dancing in the fire. Malekith. Not that good. Yeah. Big old Malekith. Mm. Sucks to be him. Classic Interesting. Mm. Shadow Warriors. You wanted to come. Yeah, I was going to say Shadow Warriors. <coughs> yeah. Got some nice options there. Uh, and yeah, as I say, I think the, the the proportions and stuff that you see with the sculpts seem really well fitted to a lot of the other stuff that's out there. As I say, Mon Miniaturist is just one, but there's loads of other creators that have been doing stuff. And for me, if you could just open that one with the lion pelt and the axes. Yeah, the white <laughs> lions. Yeah, we'll and, the one, and the mounted ones. Yes. Um, they've, they've done some really good stuff that is kind of Look. tempting me. Look, bats getting ready to infest their skeletons as they come out exactly. with bat wings all over yeah. them. <laughs> Has to be done. To evil, be done. evil vampire. Yeah. Evil um, vampire. But yeah, the Lion Commander, amazing. Love Lion that one. Lion Commander, you want to see the look at the knights. Where's Lion Commander Corhill? There he is. Oh, he might have survived if it was Corhill in that room with the uh, wraith. Exactly. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it wasn't. So I've dead. always wanted Definitely to do. Dead. 
a white lion styled <laughs> army um and because as you you will have hopefully seen on the page for my mini factory they do this as like a um they do licenses for people mm. to uh, print these for you mm. so I'm, i will probably be taking a look on things like only games and etsy to see if i can find someone who's doing these and maybe pick up a few and see what <laughs> i think of them. So. only games mm. <laughs> silver helms Silver Helms, exactly. Yes, let's not dwell on only games for too long. <laughs> <laughs> I they knew what they were doing. <laughs> he is nice. He's a bit static compared to. I, I, I want my white lines to be leaping and jumping and skipping. Yeah, uh, but I suppose he's doing that. I'm a cool hero pose. Yeah, he's doing the. He has pose. two feet on rock. Two feet on rock. Yeah. Double the hero. She's really, extra. she's really nice. She is good. Yeah. As far as vampire type things go. Yeah. Oh, look, you found some models for your Basileans. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, might have done. Yeah. That's all right. I've, I've, got, I've got several hordes of Aluhai already. <laughs> I really don't need any more. Get a few more. Get a few. I don't, I don't need any more. Basically, Conan, if Conan had wings. No, it's uh, Fabio. Uh, <laughs> and the most beautiful man in the world yeah. <laughs> yeah very cool stuff on that front as you can see um yep as i said they also have a tribes and this is their releases for january again themed around high elves of which you would have seen a few of them this set's going to come with a whole host of more elite uh elements in there so you get your kind of techless adjacent character uh, along things like uh the sword masters of Hoeth, mm. your uh your chariots and uh, your your silver helms slash maybe you could use them as dragon princes potentially. Uh, oh no, they're not fancy enough to be dragon princes. No, I suppose they need the proper ornate arm. I guess. They're so, yeah. full on heavy barding is what they need. Yeah. Full on heavy barding. No, they're a lily. Uh, oh, yeah, rivers. Yeah, of course. Yes, you yeah. definitely replace your moo elves for these two. Yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the actual, some of the stuff they worked on. Uh, earlier in the process has kind of got a little bit more of a feel of the mortal realms mm. it's like they've done some like they've done like a larger than life slayer that you could use in your um fire slayer armies and things like that which is quite nice so there's no reason why you can't do a little bit of mixing and matching um between different uh warhammer worlds i suppose mm. but yeah or, or even just take them beyond that and use them for well, things like uh, grim dark future and well not grim dark future but age of fantasy and things like age that of fantasy from, uh, one page rules. Use them Kings of War. Use them as Elven Palace Guard. Yeah. Crush 2. Mm-hmm. Absolute filth. Already oh, better than the original Mantic Elves. Not the, believe how filthy they are. Let's not mention the original Mantic Elves at all. I like the original Mantic Elves. Forget the them. The, twi- the, the Twiglet ones. And I'm not mean Twilight Elves. I mean, Paint them brown. Like they them. look like snacks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't mind that. They, they look more like elves than some sort of roided out pointy-eared fella. How dare you. What? They are. There's nothing svelte or elven about any of the GW-style elves. What are you talking about? Look how svelte he looks. He's not svelte. He he looks like he wouldn't be able to fit through the door. That's his armour that makes him look buff. There's plenty of them with that armour and they're all look like they're His waist is tiny. No, it's not. He's got a 1950s waist under there. He doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, there's no hourglass figure on him, Sonny Jimbo. A Captain Kirk corset holding him. Oh, no, that's probably more likely. Yeah. Oh, White Lion's chariot. Nah, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting a real She-Ra vibe off this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, with the headdresses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, make sure to check out White Angel Miniatures. Really good stuff there. If you want somebody who wants to dive into uh, the old world and you don't want to pay Games Workshop prices, hit those out. So what you think? Mm. Yeah. Wangle for the win. Wangle for the win. Right. We have Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. Two of. And yes. we're going to stick with elves. We are. Yeah. Mm. More. Um, so the first of these comes from Westphalia and also the sculpting prowess once again of uh the, of course he backed it. You oh. knew it. <laughs> you own me. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the sculpting prowess of Boris uh Wallazin, who has stepped in once again to help with the bringing these characters to life. Um according to uh Westphalia, this was a little bit of a collaboration between them and Bernhard Hennen and James Sullivan, who are the co-authors of the Elven book series. Uh, but apparently they know them more as gamers and hobbyists than they do authors. And mm-hmm. so they worked together to have, to bring to life some of the characters Raymond. from this book series. So I've not heard of this one, but it sounds pretty cool, actually, from having a little bit of a look at it. And uh, if you're a fan of these fantasy novels they've done a lot of the characters so you're going to get your hands on the likes of emerel and the kobold friend gander as well as yulivi olawain and the vicious troll and then mandred monkey troll mandred going up against the devanter as well so no wait monkey troll is to come there he is look monkey troll monkey (laughs) troll (laughs) you need to stop Uh, shaving your hips as with a lot of the stuff that westphalia do um you'll be able to pick up the miniatures individually you can buy them in sets depending on where you want to go with it uh, and they're also working on stretch goals as you can see there as well to add additional characters in the campaign is already funded has about two days left on it by the time you're looking at this one um but yeah if you're a fan of that book series and you've always wanted those characters to be brought to life west failure have stepped in to do that alongside boris's amazing sculpting work as you can see here and as you can see, lo and behold, Jerry did get involved. Chop. There we go. So. <laughs> Monkey troll. I'm also going to put a link down below to um, some information about the book as well. Mm. Um, so if you are interested in the look of the mo- the characters and you want to learn more about it, uh, you'll be able to follow that through and see what you think. So yeah, cool. I'm really looking. I I thought I owned that because I'd seen the green for years or not years months ago. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, all right, class. And then the Kickstarter started saying, oh, I don't own that one yet. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. So I assume that's in your pledge. Oh, I just want to send me everything. It's easier that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no point messing around. Absolutely. Otherwise, I get confused and end up ordering the same thing three or four times in a row from them, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is why I've got so many Mandalorian-esque things kicking around. I, I like this. You don't often see people lifting their skirts. Yeah, well, you don't want to get your... Uh, or dress. Dress wet and whatever. Your and yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It takes ages dry. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, interesting to see where they go because... Like you, I knew nothing about the books. So I had a quick mm. look, and there's a couple of sort of elven characters who aren't in this um, that are sort of the main characters of the original, the elven book, uh, which if they don't appear as stretch goals, they may appear in the future. Um, but <laughs> mm. they've, they've gone on, they've done multiple books in the series, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and spun off as well, doing um, solo books on each side. So really nice sculpts again. From, and interesting, yeah. interesting classic fantasy meets... The Vikings mm-hmm. uh, is kind of the the feeling aesthetic I get from some of the the talk about it. So, I like yeah. the one that's looking in the pool as if she's looking at her drunken Amazon purchases from the night before. <laughs> that, that, that is that is the Elven Queen. <laughs> she looked at that and thought, you know what I need to do? I need to send people out of town. 
It's like <laughs> when before the, when any the of this arrives, <laughs> you need to go and defeat the demon. Uh, you need to go now, take everybody with you, <laughs> and hopefully it'll be delivered while, while they're away. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, three days Fair left. Two, yeah. two or three days, depending on what time you watch this at. Uh, essentially, get the weekend, get in there, and if not, you'll be able to pick it up via the medium of the store afterwards. Yeah. Right. The last Kickstarter mm. then, sticking with the north and the coldness. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the sculpting of Trey Manor, mm. uh, he's working on a new limited release set of metal miniatures. Metal! Yeah. So this, as I say, is limited release. It's not going to be available beyond the Kickstarter. It is only available through this crowdfunding process. So if you like the look of these miniatures, Make sure to dive in and pick these up. Um, it has been designed so. What's he going to do? Destroy the molds? Maybe they just won't. Maybe they just won't exist anymore. They'll chuck them in a bin. Yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. Um, but yes, these are going to be done in uh, in metal, as I say. And you'll be able to get yourself a wizard character called Aldwin of Ellerslie, uh, who leads a warband of lackeys mercenaries vagabonds thieves whichever way you want to take it um if you're diving into a lot of kind of warband style games like frostgrave or range of the shadow deep and pretty much any other skirmish game that exists out there at the moment um i think these could be a good shout for you you come with a pre-made wizard obviously you just need to get yourself an apprentice and then uh, away you go you've got a lovely set of miniatures there with lots of character to them done in the same style as all of, uh, the rest of trey manor's work um so yeah has they released anything to go with these or is that like in it's the past this 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 is what you mean just, this is like are they scaled up to match with anything in particular or just like here you go that that because i'm yeah. looking at them thinking they might go well with them the stuff from fireforge games but i'm oh, not they, sure what scale these are in comparison to them if it's anything like trey's stuff it's like 28 but not if you know what i mean no no it actually no these actually are 28 aren't they i can't remember they are they? i'm yeah, just yeah. i'm gonna see whether or not there's the i don't think there's this the, but are they 28 big or just 28 sort of regular heroic on his previous campaign he did talk about this <laughs> yes <laughs> which well, unfortunately fact, didn't get funded which that. is a shame but um yeah. uh, do that it's created and then it's the next place the plastic one that you did last which as i say didn't didn't fund unfortunately but um and he does a little bit of a look at the scale of the models that he tends to work with on here. So there you go. Actually, they're 32s. There you go. So he normally does them as 32s, so you can use that as a, uh, a kind of idea of where they'd fit. Yeah, so that would work well with Fireforge ones, because the Fireforge imbinculated okay. for their fantasy managers, didn't they? Uh, yes. yes. They're slightly bigger. They yeah, they're slightly yeah. chunkier, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah, they'd be perfect fit for that then. There you go. You can use them alongside that. Use them as leaders for units potentially as well, and all sorts of different things. I think Lucky, <laughs> Lanky Jim, and Ugly Jack could fit in with some of the peasants that they did. Yeah. <laughs> Poor That's Ugly great. Jack. He's not that ugly. He's, <laughs> no, he's actually he's, got quite a good face. <laughs> he's like Ugly Bob from South Park. <laughs> oh, Ugly Bob. Yeah. Why are you so ugly? Uh, but yeah, limited release of these, a small set of miniatures in metal. Uh, that kind of 32 millimeter scale. Make sure you dive in and pick these up because if you don't, they will be gone. So there we go. When they're gone, they're gone. About nine days left on this camp. You can chuck them up against his barbarians. Look at the big. I can't wait for my barbarians to arrive. Ah, soon. That's all right. I've got plenty of other things to keep me going until then. <laughs> so, all like, good in the hood. Like Dungeon Alley, peeps. Yeah. Remember. Involved. 
get involved, some epic prizes. So many. You can save so much money on opticians' visits in the future. Don't do that. Win that laser. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Ignore All that. Right. Okay, that's us done for another week. These two have to go off and play Halo against each other. Uh, and I think the winner, I'm not sure what the winner gets. Has to well, print all my 3D miniatures going forward. <laughs> no. Are you expecting to get hammered then, Lloyd? I'm not getting hammered. No way. I'm going to do this fully sober. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll be back again next Friday for more of the same. But if that's too long to wait, Jesus, seven days. Then you can come join us on Sunday morning instead over Hi. on tabletop.com for the XLBS, where we'll be wittering on mm. about oh. hobby. Look at that. We're like twinsies with our red uh, shirts. Uh, oh, instantaneous. Twins. <laughs> That'll look fine in the edit. That that won't make you look like a muppet. You can't use a, <laughs> a zip at all. Right. We'll see you on Sunday morning or next Friday. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.